We will kick off today's episode with our guest speaker pitching why you should listen to our podcast and follow our journey. Let's get started, folks. If you're listening to this, just please support The Green Roof. Uh, follow us on any social media that you have, and we also have. We have Instagram, Facebook, uh, we have a LinkedIn page, I believe. Um, it really helps us grow the team and uh, expand what we can do um, here at SIU and pushing beyond the bounds of our own university. Um, it means that we can get more people involved, we can do more renewable energy projects, and it really just helps us learn and helps us teach other people. Welcome to an episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Earth team of Southern Illinois University Carbondale. We are a cross-university team of young, innovative minds positively impacting the landscape of SIU Carbondale through promoting and installing clean energy. Here, we are highlighting our team's activities and impact through our members, sponsors, and supporters, as well as discussing a new, interesting topic. So buckle up, because we are driving to a more sustainable future. Today, we have Stephen Schulte. Hello, um, I'm Stephen Schulte. I am a junior studying computer science at SIU. A um, little bit about me, I'm an RA. I'm my first year right now. It's a lot more than I thought it was gonna be, uh, but I really enjoy it. I get to meet a lot of uh, new people and kind of make connections throughout campus that I otherwise wouldn't have. Uh, some of my hobbies, I play a lot of video games. I'm currently the game head for Counter-Strike on the SIU eSports team. So that's just a lot of fun. And I play guitar. Uh, I became involved with the Green Roof team through uh, Zach Bale. I met him when I was interested in another on-campus organization. And he's like, yeah, you should totally come to this meeting. And I showed up and Nelson was just in front of everyone speaking before before the meeting actually starts. I was not late. Um, and everyone in the room just seemed super uh, involved and like they really were passionate about what they wanted to do. And that's kind of how I got myself into the door with the Green Roof team. Awesome. And before we dive into Green Roof topics, do you want to talk a bit about what type of music you play? What kind of guitar do you have? Uh, so I currently have four guitars. One of them is in disrepair um, because we it's an inherited guitar from my grandfather and it's just been sitting in a closet since 1940 probably. Uh, it's an old Sears guitar so we're taking that in to possibly get it uh, fixed. But then I have uh, a six string electric, a six string acoustic, and a 12 string acoustic electric. Um, most of what I play right now is acoustic stuff. Um, just, I like blues. Blues is probably my favorite to play, and then Texas blues um, on the electric. i very big fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, that's awesome. You know, the blues, really nice music. Something like, I know I like, like, late at night and just, like, being able to calm down and just vibe with the beat. Yep. So I like how you were talking about when you first became introduced with the Green Roof team, and we had the workshop back in February right before COVID hit. I know that was a great moment. That was us getting a bunch of different students from across campus all together in one space and just talking. Um, you want to 
go a bit deeper in about how you felt that day and the type of and the people you spoke with so i don't remember specifically who all was there um i just know that while i wasn't i wasn't too knowledgeable about what we were doing um i was a freshman i was a little baby freshman and i i was very confused a lot of the time but what i did understand was that it was something that not only I wanted to be involved in, it's something that I needed to be involved in. Because what we're doing here, not all, it's good for resume building and it's good for, you know, just getting involved on campus, but it's gonna make an impact throughout the time from installation until eventually something breaks down, which hopefully will be a very long time. Hopefully. Um, renewable energy is just, it's very important because it's gonna help our environment in the long run. And while we can't currently sustain it, I think that renewable energy is gonna be the way of the future. I think that we're gonna need to get away from fossil fuels. And any research that we do here um, at SIU on the Green Roof team for renewable energy is gonna help with that in the future, even if it's minimal. And it's also going to help our university become uh, a more green university. It's going to reduce our carbon footprint. And we can use it as a way of getting more research for renewable energy brought to SIU um, through grants and uh, just other professors on campus. So I think it's very important simply because it's the way of the future. Most definitely. I know from our perspective for all students doing all this work in it's easy to ask administration and staff to become more sustainable, but it's another step forward for us to go and show in order to make change happen. Do you think right now in terms of like energy in the country, renewables is like the end point and doing what we're doing right now is that transitional point to go from where we were, traditional coal fire plants to the future? So I think that there are a few things there's obviously fossil fuels, um, then there's nuclear energy, and then there's um, renewables like solar um, and wind. Uh, I definitely think that we need to get away from fossil fuels because of their impact on the environment. Nuclear, I think, is a good option, but when it does go bad, it's very bad. So until we get to a point where we can control it more, um, and it's less volatile. I don't think nuclear is a great option. So um, renewables like wind and solar are definitely going to be the end point. And what we're doing here, I'm not sure if I would consider it a transition point quite yet. I think that we're starting to get there. Um, we've made a big impact on campus and we're continuing to do that um, this year. But I think that we're on our way to, at least at SIU, getting to that point where we're going to be able to talk to administration and be like, hey, look at what we're doing. We're able to create this much power and we think that the campus should go green and eventually convince administration that that's what we need to do. I don't think that we're quite there yet, but I think that we're getting there. And be able to show alongside this power the financial payback so they can see that return of investment on hand. 
So you mentioned the impact that we created. Do you want to go a bit more in the different skills of impacts? I know in past episodes, we identified impacts on campus, within the team, and even in other countries. Yeah, so um, personally, I've learned a lot about um, electronics in general. Uh, I'm, as I said, I'm a computer science uh, major. A lot of what I do is software, so I didn't have the hands-on experience with like, circuit boards and uh, Raspberry Pis, things like that, uh, things that are hardware. So coming onto the team, uh, I had a lot of Nelson telling me, hey, you wanna learn how to solder today? And I said, sure, and he just handed me the stuff. And I had to figure it out basically from watching him and Gustavo in the past. And that that brings up another point of just perseverance on this team, we run into a lot of challenges, a lot of things that we don't know how to do or we don't know how to fix. <laughs> and I've never seen anybody on the team give up. And I think that speaks to a larger kind of, I don't know how to put this. It speaks to a larger Community. group mindset. Community mindset. Community mindset that you know, we all want this to work. We all want it to happen. So we're going to do whatever it takes to see it through. And I don't know a lot of other organizations on campus that do that. Um, in terms of outside impact, outside the team, um, we're already starting to see impact um, in terms of people at other campuses learning these things. Now, while they can't do the on-site like builds they can do design work which is uh, what we see a lot with uh, Alex and Ichiro um, and Kat and we're also seeing people who take an interest in like marketing and things like that outside of campus such as this podcast way to plug yourself there buddy oh yeah <laughs> gotta promote what we're doing right now but um overall I think that the impact that we're having is just gonna snowball um, bigger and bigger until it hits a point that other campuses start noticing, other administrations start noticing. Um, I know that SIUE has already taken notice of the Green Roof Project here at least a little bit, um, and the SIU system president, um, Dan, right, Dan Mahoney. Mm -hmm. So we're already starting to see an impact grow outside of SIU and eventually it's going to hit other universities and hopefully in time we're going to start you know seeing bigger impact than just on the team and on our green roof definitely and not just in terms of getting projects done and showing the numbers but seeing the impact on the people themselves the students and their ability to grow and learn and want to be in the field of the future yeah, because ultimately, while we are here to work on renewable energy and stuff, this is a skill-building team. Um, we work on a lot of things that you don't get to work on in class. I never would have touched a Raspberry Pi in my computer science classes, as far as I know. I haven't yet. Um, but I got to work on that. I got to work on uh, soldering boards and 
now I'm learning how to do uh, PCP, PCB design. So it's just a lot of things that otherwise you wouldn't know. And it can broaden your horizons to a point that maybe you'll be able to get a job from this in the renewable energy field because you had these experiences working on things outside of your major. And then also to be able to just collaborate with students and other individuals not on campus. Because I know Itro and Alex, they, they're pretty knowledgeable about Raspberry Pi, about microcontrollers. I know for the two of us at least, they're able to teach us a whole bunch and now we can be able to ideate all together this second year. So last year, I know you were on wind, tur- wind turbine primarily. How's the uh, experience with electrical? Do you have any fun memories? Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of fun memories. Um, I think the I think that the memory that comes to mind first is going to be me learning how to solder. <laughs> um, as I said earlier, Nelson just kind of asked me, do you want to learn how to solder? And when I said, sure, he just handed me the stuff. Um, hand me a board said I need you to do this <laughs> I was like okay I'll try <laughs> and I may or may not have scorched some stuff in my hand but ultimately I I got it figured out um, I remember my second time soldering we were soldering um, clamps because our wire gauge was too uh, small for the clamp that we were using and so I built a pyramid of solder up and I showed it to Nelson and Gustavo and they were both just like, I don't know how you did this, but it looks really good. And I don't think I could ever replicate that. <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's beginner's luck, but I'm still very proud of that. And we still use that clamp. It, it is on our fuse box right now. We do. And it's one of the... I think it's one of the few that she survived once we began um, deassembling, disassembling the electrical box. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I could I could probably go on, but I think I think the most important thing is that we're kind of like a family <laughs> on this team. Um, if you've been around for more than two weeks you know how close everyone is and you'll see people just sitting around in the uh in the lab talking about the project working on designs discussing how we can get more people involved and it's the little interactions that i really enjoy because you know it's not like at a meeting where your sole focus is on it you can just show up and if you want to talk about it, then there's always going to be somebody that's going to be there to talk to you about it, to bounce ideas off of you. Um, For instance, I went into the lab last week and I talked to Nelson just about random stuff. And then it came up in the meeting later that night without either of us really pushing it to be mentioned, it was mentioned. And then we were able to talk about it. So for me, it's the little interactions on the team that I enjoy. Then also the, would you say the bonding too? Yeah. Us hanging out at night on the weekends and Friday nights and just being able to connect with one another. Yep. Unfortunately, I have missed movie nights this this semester, but um, it, it's always a good time being with anybody on the team. Everyone is super chill, and I don't think that we have anybody who's 
so serious about the project that they can't joke about it whenever we make mistakes. Um, I know that on our design uh, papers, um, in our lab, we have like sheets where we just like wrote down random notes about the design work and stuff. Um, Devin and I last year, when Devin was still on the project, we would be talking about the project and we'd be writing little notes to each other about like how we don't understand what's going on. Um, which was always funny because Devin was the one that I expected to know this stuff. But, but it speaks to like, you know, we don't know what's going on, but we're there to learn and we're going to laugh when we don't, when we don't understand something because it's a learning process and it you bond through struggles also through eating apparently i've heard eating together is a very good way of bonding but you bond through struggles and we've all struggled a lot on this project to get it to where it is um and learn the things that we need to learn so i think that we're all pretty tight-knit it has a good community and i know we picked up a few new members beginning of this year <clears throat> so we kicked off the year with a pizza party yep it was a good time actually we had a lot of good conversations good pizza too but people were much better and now we're finding a groove we have a good plan we have a good plan we we do have a very good plan this semester <laughs> um we yeah so last thursday we worked on the solar plan and last tuesday we worked on uh the wind plan and you know, I think that our timeline for getting things done this semester is, and next semester, is a lot more clear. Um, we know the things that went wrong last time, and we have adjusted to make fixes for those. Um, we have more manpower now, so we can dedicate more people to different projects, and that's why we're expanding um, to solar. So I think that our outlook for this year is very good. And I think that we have given ourselves plenty of time to do everything that we need to do and then some. Definitely. And everyone who's working on the different subsystems, they're all working on what they're interested in and the skills they are learning. Like you're learning the PCB side, CAS learning more about the airfoil, CAD, FEA side. So it's all about interest, and <clears throat> I know one aspect of the team I like the most is everyone's a friend, either going into the project or we became friends within, like, two weeks, as you said. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just the beauty of it. A lot of people say don't, do, don't mix business and pleasure and friendships, but if you can find and define the lines and just be able to joke around, that's a good group to be around. Yeah, I, I don't think that Green Roof would be where it's at if we didn't do that you know i think that part of the success of this project is the fact that we are all friends and we'll hang out outside of the project and get to know each other more and in doing so we learn more about what each of us are capable of or what you might be capable of you just don't know it yet well steven i know it's been a great pleasure to have you on the team not only from like the team aspect but being a great friend so i'm curious you know right now we're junior so you have about a year and a half now of SIU Carbondale ahead of you perhaps yep 
Do you know what type of field you're interested in within the CS field? Yeah, so my primary interest is in cybersecurity, um, specifically a mix of cybersecurity and uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence. My end goal um, eventually is going to be teaching a system how to defend itself um, through machine learning. It's kind of scary. Um, I know when I pitched the idea to some professors my freshman year, they mentioned Skynet, which uh, is very accurate. But I think that as long as you're able to put in safety nets, um, it it's a very interesting topic to get into because you're always going to have to deal with security issues. And the longer we go on, the more we get into um, the cyber field, more things get put onto the internet. We trend that way. I mean, look at COVID. Classes went online, like basically completely for everyone, <laughs> everywhere. So, you know, taking that into account, we're just gonna see more and more of our daily lives getting pushed into technology. And so, to come up with a system that is able to recognize threats and evolve itself um, is very important to me and the overall security of systems moving forward because there's always going to be a virus that you don't know about. There's always going to be something that you as a programmer or just a normal consumer can't do anything about. So my vision for the future and what I want to do is going to be finding a way to um, optimize a system for minimal breaches of security through machine learning. That's awesome to hear. <clears throat> and I know that similar to Prime Rana, one of our team members, he's interested in using AI in the music industry. So taking a step back and think about the bigger picture, especially since I'm not the most knowledgeable in the field, <laughs> how would you define AI, machine learning, and cybersecurity? So AI is kind of difficult to define. We haven't really had a true artificial intelligence system yet. I'm actually in uh, CS437 right now, which is uh, the machine learning artificial intelligence class. So I don't want to get too much into it just because I don't have a complete grasp of it yet. But what I can tell you is that there has not been a true artificial intelligence system yet because the end goal for artificial intelligence is to have it basically operate like the human brain. That That's the end goal. Um, and we just haven't seen that. We have expert systems, which are just like sets of rules. And then you'll have things like um, genetic learning, um, neural networks, things like that. Um, but again, most, most of that is just um, rule-based. So within cybersecurity, what I would define as artificial intelligence right now would be most closely related to um, genetic coding um, and using uh, generational learning to um, kind of evolve a system over time. I don't 
think that we are anywhere near being able to implement a full artificial intelligence system on its own, let alone in cybersecurity. I'm just hoping that in the future, um, down the line in my field, we'll be able to do it. Awesome. So when I hear what you just said, I'm thinking about Jarvis from Iron Man. Does <laughs> yep. that sound about right? Yeah. So um, Jarvis from Iron Man would be about as close as you could get to a true artificial intelligence system. That sounds awesome. I know that kind of brightens the future for me and because I know in my daily life, like I try and automate as much as I can, all the small tasks that just take up time and things I'd rather not think about. Yeah, having, having AI would be cool. be a luxury, I would say. Yeah, I don't think that we'll be able to make vision though, unfortunately. Oh, maybe we can make an AI to make a vision. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Cool. So, also with machine learning, do you think there's ways of <clears throat> integrating it into esports and making more maybe competent computers you play against or players? Is there? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so especially recently there's been a lot of talks about implementing machine learning into video games um to cheat your way up to higher skill ranks um a lot of that's kind of being uh null and voided by things like root kits um like what valorant uses uh, as its anti-cheat system but um basically what you can do is right now I'm not exactly sure how a lot of AI or quote-unquote AI bots are um, implemented within different games. I think it just kind of depends. Um, things like Dark Souls, they have uh, pattern-based moves, right? So you kind of predict uh, what they do. That's all rule-based pretty much. Um, then there are other games where they might have actual machine learning, um, generational learning to make them better at the game. I watch a YouTuber, uh, Code Bullet. I believe is his name. And what he does is he actually rebuilds games from the ground up and then uses machine learning to optimize the game um, as much as he can. He's done a snake game where he got the maximum length because uh, he used uh, generational learning to kind of figure it out. Um, he's done uh, teaching an AI how to fly a plane, which is all generational learning. And it's all set in basically video games. So there's definitely pathways for machine learning to be utilized within video games to cheat or to make uh, better uh, bots to play against in like single player games and things like that. But I think in esports, the best use for machine learning would be anti-cheat. Um, like I said earlier, with implementing systems uh, to check for uh, viruses and things like that, how to defend itself, you could implement a system like that into, say, Counter-Strike, which is the, my game of choice, um, to catch cheaters and people who are using hacks to basically win the game because they can and they think it's fun, um, which just ruins the experience for everyone else. So there are definitely pathways uh, using machine learning in uh esports hopefully not for nefarious <laughs> reasons but i do see a future in there especially with anti-cheat 
definitely I know that super interesting the anti cheat side and that's a great way for us to conclude today's episode but before you do Stephen, is there anything you would like to tell the audience anything you would like to add before we do honestly I if you're listening to this just please support the green roof uh, follow us on any social media that you have and we also have we have Instagram Facebook uh, we have a LinkedIn page I believe um, it really helps us grow the team and uh, expand what we can do um, here at SIU and pushing beyond the bounds of our own university. Um, it means that we can get more people involved, we can do more renewable energy projects, and it really just helps us learn and helps us teach other people. And with that, we conclude our episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Roof Team. Special thanks to your sponsors the SIU Research Park, Energy at SIU, SIU Sustainability Office's Green Fund Grant, the University Innovation Fellows, CH Electrical, Entertech, RAS Coatings, AES Solar, Sprague Supply Group, H&F Visions, Silvix Forestry and Nursery, Nether Chance Studios, Climate Economy Action Network, and many more. And please visit our website for more information and follow us on social media. Stay sustainable, folks.